weeks, especially during the last week, all of us, you know, not only just myself, all of us, you know, we kept on hearing many heartbreaking situations in our lives. You know, a couple of weeks before, weeks before, you know, we lost, uh, you know, um, one of our dear beloved sister's daughter, we just lost her. Even at the young age, a couple of weeks before, we lost one of our good friends by name Don Donick. We just lost him. We never expected that to happen to that family. And last week, and you know, I was doing some classes, and someone, someone was telling that she works as a teacher in a school, and she told me that she, one uh, evening before she left the school, she happened to see a girl just sitting all alone. And she went to her, it was late evening, and just put her hands around her and then just asked her what is happening in her life. She was not saying anything. And she spoke to her finally, and she found out that her heart was so heavy, and she was totally disappointed. There is something wrong in her life. And she prayed with her because she couldn't spend all the night there with her. And she came back home. And next day morning when she there, went there, she came to know that girl took her life off yesterday night, the same night. 15-year girl, she's no more. One of our friends in the U.S., you know, um, he suddenly lost her, his sister. And she had to run back, rush back to her, his uh, country, and where the funeral is already over due to massive heart attack. And, uh, you know, someone whose mother is diagnosed with rare cancer and that shattered the whole family. And yesterday morning we came to know that as uh, Nizi mentioned, our dear uh, beloved Alina, we just lost her. She went to be with the Lord. I have more in the list actually what happened what was happening during last year last week in fact but i don't want to tell all those things that i have listed here but then there were sudden things happening in families and families and friends were devastated as people just left them in that state that they never expected to be in so when all such things are happening when all such things are you know happening in our lives I can't really, you know, think about, you know, preaching anything else this morning other than making my sermon something relevant to what is happening in our lives. I can't really preach, preach about the revival at this moment. I can't preach about blessings of God at this moment. But I just, because, you know, just not only me, you know, many of you are going through what we are going through at this moment in our lives. So this morning, I just want to, you know, base my sermon on something relevant in the current context that the, we are living in. I also believe that it is my responsibility to help you to find the purpose in our lives. Otherwise, we will be grieving over the loss of our dear ones. Otherwise, you know, many times we are challenged with uh, unknown situations and unexpected things in our family. We always, you know, we are overwhelmed and we kept on worrying about those things in our lives. But now, this morning, I want to just share something which is relevant to you so that it makes sense in the current context that we are in. On a Friday morning, during my morning walk, I just saw a rugosa or a beach rose in the side of uh, the fence. 
So I just saw that and then I just wanted to capture that moment. I just took a picture of it and I just continued my walk. And a little later I saw another rose of the same kind was on the floor and it was completely trampled upon. Now that made me to think what is happening here. That reminded me in fact Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus spoke about lives, how fragile our lives on the face of this earth. And if you can just come with me to Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 to 34, we are going to read together Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 to 34. Are we ready? We also get that in the screen so you can just read along with me and just try to understand what Jesus is telling to his disciples. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25, therefore I say to you, can you read with me? Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, not about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Verse 26, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Keep reading. Continue to read. Verse 27. Verse 29. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these verse 30 now if god so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven will he not much more clothe you O you of little faith verse 31 therefore do not worry what did what, what jesus said do not worry what shall we eat? saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear verse 32 now for after all these things the gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things and verse 33 but 33 but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you verse 34 therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble Jesus did not say that you will not have trouble, but you have trouble that is just enough for that day. You know, many of us worry about our future. Many of us worry about what is it to come in our lives. And we imagine so many things in our lives and we keep on worrying. But Jesus is telling us, do not worry about tomorrow. And if you can put the next slide, please, the picture slide there, as you see there. We see a picture of a live flower. And we also see the picture of the trampled flower there, the dead flower. We also see a live bird, and we also see a dead bird there. You know, these things may really made me to think about what's happening in this life. These flowers, they survey only for a few days, maybe. And these birds, you know, they, most of the birds, they don't even survive through the winter. They all just die. They fall and they die. They just disappear. They just go away. So Jesus is drawing our attention now and Jesus is asking us, are you not of more value than they? 
Are you not of more value than they? You know, this morning, I want all of us to understand the value that God has placed on you and on me. Jesus is asking us the same question. Are you not of more value than they? In other words, are you not more precious than they? Than the flower, than the birds of the air. Are you not more precious than they? This morning I would like to title my sermon as Discovering Your True Value. Can you say that with me? Discovering Your True Value. Jesus is asking, are you not more value than they? It simply means that we are so special. There is something special the way God has created us. There is something special in each one of us. And today, if we haven't discovered the true value of life, if we do not know that we don't have that value that God has placed in our lives, we behave the same way we behave. At times we forget that you know, we are of so value to God. And we just behave as if, you know, we are worthless. We don't have any value in us. And this morning, I pray that God may help us to find out the value that God has placed in each one of you. Can you put the next slide? In Matthew chapter 66, verse 33, when Jesus said, he said, when we worry for food and clothing, we behave as if we don't trust in God. We do not know God. When we worry for little things in our lives, we behave. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me? Yes? So when we behave, when we worry for small little things in our lives, we behave as if we don't have God. You know, how soon we change. We worship God. We serve God. And the moment something strikes our lives, we behave as if we don't have God. Because we are so afraid. And we are so fearful. We so much we worry. In 1 Thessalonians, there's a similar parallel scripture that God says, when we grieve over the loss of our loved ones, we behave like people who have no hope in God. You know, this morning, I just want to take these two aspects, you know, through my sermon this morning so that it may help you. Unlike flowers and birds of the air, you know, God has placed so much of value in each one of our lives. You know, value comes with a purpose. Value comes with a, with, with a responsibility. Value also comes with hope. The three things I want to talk about this morning, number one is purpose and responsibility and hope. Because we know that God has placed so much of value in us. The birds of the air and the flowers of the valley, they don't have that much responsibility. They don't have any purpose of their living. How many of you have uh, sparrows coming in your backyard? Anybody else? Some, some of you, you know, sparrows are really scared, scared so much, right? So they won't come to your backyard because they are so scared of you. So invite sparrows in the back, uh, backyard, right? So you need to put some shelter there. They may come and then you can feed them. You can put the feeder there. So sparrows come there. If you ask a sparrow, do you know what is the purpose, you know, why God has created you? Do you think that the sparrow knows about it? No. But if I ask the question to you, do you know, do you think that there is a purpose in your life, the way God has created you, there is a purpose for your God creating you? Do you agree with me? Yes. 
We have a purpose. Whereas, you know, the sparrows and the lilies of the valley, they don't have a purpose. They don't have any responsibility and they don't have any hope. But that doesn't mean that we don't have sufferings on the face of this earth. We still have sufferings. We still have loss. We still have disappointments in the midst of everything. There is life in value. There is, sorry, there is value in life. Are you with me this morning? Can I hear an amen? There is value in your life and in my life. And that, life, that value we don't see in the life of animals and in the life of birds and the flowers. But when we don't realize this value in our lives, we don't take the responsibility to fulfill the purpose of God in our lives. Or if we are still discouraged, if you still we live in worry, or if you still say that, you know, I'm of no use to anybody, if you still think that, you know, we can't take responsibility and you don't see any purpose in your life, we are basically underestimating the value that God has placed in our lives. You know, our worry decreases the value that God has placed in our lives. Our disappointment and our discouragement reduces the value that God has placed in your life and in my life. This morning, I want you to just read this quote with me. Can you just read this quote with me if you can get that in the screen? Do you see that there? When we surrender to discouragement, read along with me. When you surrender to discouragement, doubt and worry, neglecting our responsibility to live with the purpose we inadvertently or unknowingly without any intention we diminish the inherent worth that god has placed upon our lives when we allow discouragement and worry to overpower our lives without our knowledge without any intention we discourage sorry we reduce we diminish the value the worth that god has placed in your life and in my life this morning God is telling us or Jesus is telling us comparing our lives with the lives of the flowers and the lives of the sparrow and Jesus is telling us he wants us to realize how precious we are and he wants us to let us let us know that we don't need to worry about anything and we need to live this life purposefully this morning I just want to take you through those things let's get back to Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 if you can just put that next slide next slide that we see there on the screen uh, uh, with a with a scripture there in the white background if you see that there can you can you say amen if you see that there right so Matthew 6 25 therefore can you read with me therefore I say to you do not worry about your life what you will eat and what will you will drink not about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing jesus is telling us life is more than food and life is more than clothing life is for living with a purpose can you all say purpose out loud purpose these sparrows and these birds they don't have the flowers they don't have a purpose in their life birds they neither sow nor reap totally irresponsible fellows they don't sow they don't reap then what else they do what else they do what does sparrow do fly eat they don't sow they don't reap but they eat how many of us are like this 
We don't do anything but what do we do? Only eat. Is that good? No? No? <laughs> so sparrows, they don't have any responsibility. They neither sow, they nor reap. They don't have any purpose in, our, in their lives. You know, the reason why we should not worry is just because of the value that God has placed in our lives. Because we are of high value, we need to have a purpose for living. Because we are of high value, we need to have a purpose for living. You know, we all know this life is very short. There is no guarantee on this life. But even though the life is so short, the life is so precious. Are you with me? The life is so precious. You know, today, there are people, they don't place enough value on their lives and they are willing to spend their lives in many different ways, which is of no use to them and which is of no use to anybody for that matter. But God is telling us this morning that I have kept a value on you because you have a high value. You have a greater purpose in your life. This morning we are going to find out what is God's purpose in our lives. You know, it is easy to worry about anything in life. It is easy to get discouraged, but it is not really easy to find the worth of our lives. It is not really easy to find the purpose of our lives. This morning I just want to help you to find the purpose of our lives. Life is not about food and clothing, but life is of high value. And that simply means that it has a purpose. We all have a purpose for our lives on the face of this earth. You know, there are, there are two different ways to understand the purpose in our lives. There is a generic purpose and there is a unique purpose. Can you come with me? There is a generic purpose and there is a unique purpose. The generic purpose is based on your calling. Can you say calling? God has called all of us to follow him. Otherwise, we are not here. Why we should come to church? God has called each one of us to follow him. How many of you here love the Lord? And to be honest, how many of you here love the Lord? Amen. We love the Lord. That's the reason we follow him. Thank you. That's the reason we follow him. So the generic purpose of our life is based on what? Come on, out loud. Based on what? Number one, based on our calling. The generic purpose of our life is based on our calling. Number two, the unique purpose of our life is based on what? Come on, what? Okay, I didn't tell you that, right? So you don't know. Okay, sorry about that. The unique purpose of God is based on our gifting. Can you say, am I gifting? So the generic purpose is based on God's call in our lives. And the unique purpose is based on our gifting. You know, we are all called to follow Jesus Christ as disciples, as his followers. We try our level best. Sunday morning, wife comes to the bedroom and then wake you up and you don't get up and then you ask her to go down and prepare tea and then I'll come and then she goes down and prepare tea. I'm telling about my story. And she goes down and prepare tea and then you come thinking that you will come down but then you are not come down. She doesn't know that and I, I, got, I, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning. And how many times she has to wake you up it is Sunday morning, you better get ready, go to church. Do we really need to go to church today? Do you feel like going to church today? I don't think I'll feel like going to church today. And what do you want to do? Okay, let's take rest. Let's, let's watch online. How many of you are there online? You know, God bless you. <laughs> 
let's watch online. We don't need to go to church this morning. So there is a generic purpose. God has called all of us to follow him. And how meticulously we follow God, it is up to you. It is up to you and God. We all can help you. We all can tell, you know, you need to come to church, brother, every Sunday morning. And you need to worship God. You need to seek God. You know, we are trying to help you to find the purpose of God. So there is a vertical relationship with God in our generic purpose. Come follow with me very closely. There is a vertical purpose of worshiping God. You know, having a devotion on God. Serving God. Maintaining a relationship with God. You know, these are the things that God expects us to have. And there is also a horizontal purpose in our lives to be, to help others, to love others. You know what Bible says, what Jesus said, the way you love God, you need, you're supposed to love your neighbor. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, love you? No, don't do that, no. Okay, so you have a responsibility to love. That's a generic purpose that we are talking about it. There is a unique purpose, and the unique purpose of God is, we are talking about, you know, God has placed high value on our lives for a reason. And what is the unique purpose based on what? Our gifting, based on our talents, based on our skills, based on our gifts, and based on our interest and desire, our passion. That's the unique purpose of God. And that unique purpose varies in each one of our lives. This morning, do you know the unique purpose of God in your life? You need to find out what you're passionate about. Where your passion is. That's where God wants you to use you. If you're so passionate about sports, probably that's where God wants to use you. If you're so passionate about music, Probably that's where God wants to use you. If you're so passionate on praying, probably that's what God, that's where God wants, it wants to use you. We all have a purpose because God has placed so much of high value over our lives. And what is that purpose? We need to find out that purpose. The purpose is the one that helps you to wake up in the morning. That purpose is what will help you to jump out of the bed and do something for that day. If you don't have a purpose, you don't feel like even getting up from the bed. That purpose is what will help you to get over your worry. That purpose is what will help you to get over your pain. You know, in times of worry, if you don't have a purpose of living on the face of this earth, the worry will overpower you. Are you with me this morning? Have you seen this happening in your life? You know, this morning God is speaking to you because you are of high value. God is reminding you that you need to have a purpose in your life. And this purpose is not limited to only your family. The purpose has to affect others. The purpose has to touch other lives. I remember in the year 2012, I lost my dad. But during that year, I had a great purpose of establishing this church in the year 2012. And I lost my dad. He was in the hospital for 40 days and then I was there for two weeks and I came back and then eventually, you know, he gave up and he died. He passed away. I started this ministry. We started this ministry during that year. And my purpose was on this. My focus was on this. We were trying working with POC to get my credentials done during that year. Literally, I had no time to even worry and think about my dad's departure. That doesn't mean that I'm hard-hearted. Not even one drop of tear. Not even that. That doesn't mean that I'm hard-hearted. No. 
But I had a purpose to fulfill. I had a purpose to accomplish. And my whole being was into the purpose of God. You know, this morning, the way to get over your worry is to find out the purpose of God in your life. Can I hear an amen this morning? Now, God doesn't want you to just live in worry. God doesn't want you to live in, in, in the laws. God wants you to come out of it. That doesn't mean that we are totally immune to worry and pain. But when we are purposeful, we will realize the value that God has placed in our lives so that we won't get stuck into those things in our lives on which you don't have any control. You know, this morning God wants you to worry about the things that you have control over. You have control over your sins, certainly. You have control over your finances. You have control over how to bring up your children. You have control over your health. You worry about those things. What is the point in worrying about things that you don't have control anyway? If you have a purpose of God in your life, a burning desire inside of you, whatever it may be, where your passion is aligned with the purpose of God, you don't have time to worry. Worry will not take over you. Worry will not occupy your life. There are three scriptures I want to talk about. I just want to leave with you that may bless you this morning concerning the purpose of God in our lives. Micah chapter 6 verse 8. Can you read with me together? Micah chapter 6 verse 8. He has shown you, O man, God is talking to us this morning in this current context. What is good? And what does the Lord require of you? What God wants us to do, what God expects us to do. Number one, do to do justly. What does it mean? Do the right thing. Do the right thing. That's what God expects. Number two, to love mercy. Just be merciful. Just be kind-hearted. Just be helping. Just be tender-hearted. Number three, and to walk humbly with your God. What is the purpose of God? Generic purpose of God in our lives according to the scripture. Number one, to do just things knowingly don't do the wrong things in your life you know that altering and modifying your resume is not the right thing don't do it how many of us want to get a job you know just want to modify your resume and just apply for a job and then you are so proud about it nonsense that's not God expect you to do God cannot find you just and how can your employer trust you you don't have any trust of your employer because you cheated him. You lied saying that I have this experience, this many years of experience which you don't have. If you're a child of God, you will never do it in your life. You will never do it. What do you need to do? Number one, do justly. Number two, love, mercy, and to walk humbly. No matter how much God lifts us up, walk in humility. Purpose of God in your life. Another scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. I'm reading from NIV. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Can you read with me? Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. What is the conclusion of the matter? Fear God and keep his beautiful scripture and keep his commandments for this is the duty of all mankind. You know, God has written that very clearly. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. One more scripture. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. A beautiful scripture again. Can you read with me? But you are a 
Read with me out loud. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous. What are we doing today? Are we proclaiming the love of God? Are we sharing the love of Christ to somebody? You know, God is expecting us to do all these things. We talked about the generic purpose and the unique purpose that's based on your gifting and your talents. We need to identify those things and build your life accordingly. When you do that, your children will follow you. Your children will observe what you do, how you live. You, they will know that you, know, you are not taken care, taken over by the worries of the world, cares of the world. Let's move further. Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. Can you read together? Matthew 6, 26. Look at the birds of the air. Can you read it with me? Do you get that on the screen? Matthew 6, 26. Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into bonds. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? They don't work. They don't save. They spend, they spend everything. They eat of everything. And God says, are you not more value than they? You cannot be like those birds. You are expected to leave something when you are gone. Birds won't save. They will just eat it off or they will just destroy it if they are full. But they don't save birds of the air. They don't leave anything for their offsprings. But God is expecting you and me to leave a legacy. Can you say legacy? Number two, the legacy that God wants us to make. The legacy can come by making impacts in the lives of people. How legacy can come? By making impacts in the lives of people that's how legacy can come you know the reason we are we are not supposed to worry again the same formula because we are of high value and because god has placed high value in us god is expecting us to make legacy can you all say legacy again birds of the air they don't leave anything for their offspring but god is expecting you and me to leave our footprints when we are gone from the face of this earth Somebody should turn back and say, I know, I remember this person. I remember this woman. I remember this man. He or she was such a good person. She helped me. She impacted so many lives. Not just for the sake of saying, because it has to be told by the people who are benefited from your service, by you, from you. Legacy is by making long-lasting impacts, and you and I are called to make that impact in the lives of people around us. Just want to give two examples and move further quickly. After children of Israel, they crossed the river Jordan under the leadership of Joshua. God spoke to Joshua, and Joshua told the people of Israel to gather 12 stones to keep them as a monument. For what reason? We read that in Joshua. Can you go to the scripture now? Joshua chapter 4, 21 to 22. Then he spoke to Joshua, spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? When you shall let your children, then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. 
Why those stones? How many stones were taken? 12 stones. And why those stones were kept and placed there? They were taken from River Jordan and they were placed as a memory, as a memorable thing. Why? Because their children will ask, what does this stone mean? And then they will be able to say, parents will be able to say to the children, you know, this is what happened. God opened River Jordan for us and we walked through the River Jordan. And God expects us to leave a legacy. God wants you to work in the life of your children today. God, your children do not know God unless you tell them, unless you teach them who God is, and unless you show them the working relationship that you have with God. Otherwise, they will not know. And you know what? Legacy is not bound to our own family. Legacy is also impacting others. Can you say impacting others? Just want to read a beautiful story from the book of Acts. You know, we read about a woman who made a great impact in the lives of people. And her name is Tabitha. Let's read from Acts chapter 9, verses 36 to 39. Can you come with me? Can you read with me? At Joppa, there was a, read with me, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. Verse 37. But it happened in those days that she became sick and she died. When they heard, wash her, and they laid her in the upper room. And since Lida was near Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him, asking him not to delay in coming to them. And then Peter arose and went with them. And when he had come, they brought him to the upper room. And all the widows stood by him, weeping. They were all there standing there and weeping over the death of Darkus, showing water, the tunics and garments which Darkus had made while she was with them. You see the legacy there? You see the impact that Darkus made among people? This morning, the question to you and me is what impact you make on others today? What impact you make on others today? Why are we talking about legacy? We are talking about legacy because our life is so precious. God has given us this value. God has given us this life of value to us. And the question is, what are we going to do with our life? Listen to me this morning. Legacy cannot be made by somebody who wants to live for himself and only for herself. Legacy cannot be made by such people. Legacy cannot be made by who, people who always complain who always worry, who always think about his own family, who always, uh, you know, living in the past. Legacy cannot be made by such people. God has given us this life. The question is what impact we are making in the life of people. And one day, remember, we will be accountable. We need to stand before the, before the throne of God. And when we stand before the throne of God, God will remind these scriptures to you. I don't know, God may remind this sermon to you. We talked about the purpose of God in our lives. We are talking about the legacy that God wants, the impact that God wants you and me to make in the lives of people around us. People who are working with us. People who are visiting us. People who would like to be with us, hang around with us. God wants us to make that impact. Just tell them. Somehow tell them. Somehow tell them. 
so that the blood guilt God will not ask you. We don't know who's going to be where, when. When is our time? Nobody knows. But when we get frustrated, when we give up easily, when we live under worry, and when we, when, when, when we really angry at times with God and with people, we cannot leave a legacy. We cannot make impact on the lives of people around us. We cannot say excuse. We cannot say that I don't have time. We cannot say that I don't have freedom to do it. You have to do it anyway. We have to do it anyway. Let's move further. Finally, Matthew 6, verse 30. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. Can you read the scripture together? Now, if God so, can you read with me? Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, verse 30, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? God is asking us, we talked about the sparrow, we talked about the lilies of the valley and the grass of the field. And they are today, they are there. And tomorrow they are going to be thrown into the oven. And God is saying that, you are of so high value. Will God not cloth you? Will God not take care of you? Why do you worry? You of little faith, God is speaking to us and he's telling us, you have little faith. That's the reason you worry about many things. You remember when Jesus walked into the house of Mary and Martha? Martha was so busy in the household things and Jesus told, Mary has taken a part that will not leave from her eternally. She has taken a good part, but Martha is worried about so many things. You know, this morning, God is telling us there are so many of us are so worried about so many things in our lives. And by worrying about so many things in our lives, we miss the purpose of God. We miss the opportunity to make a legacy. And finally, this morning, I want to share this with you and just leave, it, leave, you, leave you with this thought of having hope in God. Can you say hope? You take the words, birds of the air and the lilies of the valley, they don't have any hope. They'll be thrown into the oven. Birds may fall from the tree and they will die. Or they may be taken over by the season or the winter. They don't have any hope. But you and I have hope in God. Can you hear an amen this morning? When Jesus asked, Will he not clothe you much more than what he clothes the lilies of the valley and the grass of the field? And when he says, Oh, you of little faith, I believe Jesus is talking about hope, that hope that you have, I have in God. I believe Jesus is making reference, reference to Revelation chapter 19. We are going to read the scripture now. Shall we get that on the screen? Revelation, Revelation chapter 19 verse 7 through 8, 9 or 8. Jesus was asking the question, will he not much more clothe you? Will God not much more clothe you? Can you read the scripture with me? Let us be glad. Can you read, read together out loud? Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife. Who is that wife? The church is the wife. Who is the bride? You didn't listen to me. So this is a question. Very intentionally made that question. Who's the bride? Church is the bride. And who's the bridegroom? Jesus is the bridegroom. And we are talking about what? Who's, who's, who's marriage supper? Marriage supper of the 
Lamb. Okay, somebody has read the book of Revelation. Thank God. Revelation 19 verses 7 and 8. Can you read with me? Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made her, read herself ready and how she has prepared, how the church has prepared. And now he, Jesus is asking, will you, will you not, will you not, you know, will God not clothe you? And he is here we see, we, here we see in verse 8. And to her... And to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen. What kind of clothing that God is giving you? Fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. You know, when we go to heaven, God is going to give this garment. And Jesus is asking, looking at the disciples and the people around him, will God not clothe you? You are worried about your clothing on the face of this earth. And God is going to clothe you with eternal cloth. And it's going to be a clean and fine and bright linen that shows the righteousness of you. Is it not more important to live with a purpose? Is it not more important to make a legacy? Is it not more important to have hope in God? Because God is going to clothe you one day. You know, our hope gets shattered. Because of the following two things, listen to me, this is very important as we close. Because of the following two things, our hope gets shattered. Number one, today there is a fear among the believers and that fear is known as the fear of death. Can you say that with me? The fear of death. How many of you have fear of death here? Yes, honest hands, honest hands. We have fear of death. We all have fear of death. The hope in God gets shattered. I said, I said because of the following two things. Number one, the fear of death. Number two, there is a worry among believers. And that is called as grieving over the laws. Grieving over the laws. What are those worries? Number one, fear of death. And number two, Grieving over the laws. Grieving, please get seated, yeah. <clears throat> Grieving over the laws. There are two things, listen to me again carefully. There are two things that rob the hope that you have in God. What is number one? Fear of death. What is number two? <clears throat> Grieving over the laws. If you have that in our lives, the hope in God gets shattered. I'll help you here. Fear of death. Today, we need to understand that death is not the end of life. We need to understand as people of God who believe in Christ, death is not the end of life. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, can you get that on the screen? Paul says, right, can you read with me? We are confident, can you read with me? We are confident, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body is our end to be present with the Lord. What is death? To be absent from the, Lord, uh, from the body, to be and to be present with the Lord. That's all. That is what is death for a child of God. And we don't need to worry about it. You know, I have not seen people who have faith in God and who have hope in God worrying at the time of death. And I have been with people who are dying. And I have seen them, how they behave. I have seen them, people who do not have God, people who have God, people who believe in God, people who have hope on eternity. They don't get afraid of death. 
In fact, they will, they will sing songs. And I was, my mom was dying, you know, he wanted, she wanted me to repeat that song over and over again. And that song is all about heaven. That song is all about heaven. And I don't see any fear in her. And she was happy. She was not worrying about so many things. And she was happy. When Stephen was stoned to death in the, in the, in the, in the word of God, we read that. When Stephen was stoned, can you just read that with me? Can together Acts chapter 7 verses 55 and 56. Yeah, can you read with me? But he, who, Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God when he was stoned and he was about to die. He was about to breathe his last breath. And he said, look, what did he say? He did not say that I see darkness everywhere. He did not say that I see demons screaming everywhere. He did not say that somebody is choking my neck everywhere. He did not say that, but what did he see? He, say, he said, look, I see the heavens opened. And who is standing there? The Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. You know, that is the vision. That is, that is the definition of a, the death of a child of God. Today you are afraid because you don't have Christ. Today you are afraid of death because we don't believe in God. We don't have that hope in us. And this morning God is calling you to have that hope in us. Somebody raise hand, but all of us have that fear. All of us have that fear. How do we come out of that fear? We need to have Jesus. And when we have Jesus inside of us, we have the hope of eternity. The second thing that I talk about, I just want to close quickly, the thing that shatters our hope, number two, grieving for the loss. Bible says we are not supposed to grieve over the death of our beloved. Is it possible? No. People who have gone through it, we know the pain of it. It is easy to talk, but when we go through it, we know the pain of it. But Bible says, if you can come with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, if you can come with me to that scripture, Bible says very clearly, Paul writes very clearly, can you read with me, brothers, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Paul would not say something which is not, not possible. He had seen with his own eyes many people dying with Christ, without Christ. And when we grieve over the loss, there is a momentary grief. That grief comes on and off, but that grief cannot overpower you. That grief cannot collapse you. That grief cannot cripple you. This morning God is speaking to you because some of us even worry about our beloved who passed away years before. You still worry about them. When you talk about them, you cannot control your emotions. God is speaking to you. God doesn't like that you worry about those people, those who are already gone. You know, those who have closed their eyes, they are gone. They don't have, they can't even think about you. They can't even think about their pain anymore. That's why we say that they are done with all their pain. They are in rest. They are at rest. And what is the point in you living here on the face of this earth? Keep on worrying about them. 
God doesn't like that. Because Bible says, I don't want you to be uninformed about those things, those, those who are fallen asleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. People who don't have hope in Christ, they are the one they keep crying. They keep crying. They keep worrying. But God wants you to take courage this morning. Shall we all arise this morning? Just want to quickly summarize. Shall we all just arise this morning as we close in prayer? This morning, this is a very important moment. Just God wants to speak to you. God wants to deal with you. Just do not move around. This is a very important moment right now. Can you read the summary? Uh, summary. This is what the summary of all that we spoke this morning. Can you read with me? Our true value is discovered when we live with the number one purpose of serving God and serving others. Leaving a lasting legacy by making a positive impact on the lives around us and embracing the hope of eternity free from the fear of death and the grief of loss. Music